Good morning. My name is Daniel Morris, Senior Investment Strategist with BNP Paribas Investment Partners, and welcome to this week's edition of Market Breakfast as part of our ongoing podcast series. So I'm actually recording this week's podcast from Petra, Jordan, so in the Middle East. And so using the Middle East as a starting point or a theme, uh, we could talk a bit about oil, which is something that we haven't really discussed for a while. Now, oil's been a bit, I don't know if you could call it necessarily any more volatile, but perhaps more surprising in that you've seen it for a couple times over the last few weeks break about $50 per barrel, which for a lot of people is kind of the top end that they think oil can get to given supply and demand in the markets. But it's been pushed above 50 primarily on expectations of a supply cut from from OPEC. Now, I think there's reasons to be doubtful about whether or not that will really take place, and another reason to be a little bit more skeptical about the ability of oil to stay above $50 per barrel is the fact that you have been having the dollar strengthen, and typically stronger dollar means weaker oil. So we're a little bit skeptical about oil's ability to stay above 50 for any sustained period of time. Uh, it was actually up for the week, but just up to about 47. So we'll see how things play out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, another thing to think about uh, in terms of perhaps changes in market's expectations, uh, we also need to keep an eye on what's happening with the Chinese currency. So with the yuan has been depreciating, frankly, fairly steeply over the last couple of weeks and also since the U.S. elections, uh, clearly all the uncertainties about how Trump is going to treat China, whether or not he's going to declare them currency manipulator. You wonder whether or not the weakness in the currency is perhaps a bit of a shot over the bow to say, you know, if you do want to play tough with us, uh, us being the Chinese, uh, we have also a few tools that we can turn to, in particular the strength of the currency, because if you saw the renminbi weaken appreciably, Clearly, there's potential for a lot of global destabilization uh, in addition to the impact that that would have on U.S. equities. So keep an eye out on China, certainly, and on the currency. Up to now, the market's been taking it pretty calmly. Uh, but if you've got a bigger move, that may not continue to be the case. Now, in terms of how the markets have been doing, it's still very much uh, your reflation rally, your Trump rally, if you will. U.S. by and large still outperforming, certainly vis-a-vis Europe. Uh, though interestingly, only a little bit more than emerging markets. Uh, emerging markets were 1.3% local currency terms. China actually doing well. Uh, now, on the fixed, uh, excuse me, the fixed income side for EM, however, not quite so good. Uh, generally speaking, EM debt has been suffering, though much more on the local currency side, where you see the feed through one from the strength in the dollar to local currency debt, but also the expectations that emerging markets, or at least some emerging market central banks, are going to be hiking rates to defend the currencies, whereas dollar debt, uh, both uh, sovereign debt, but in particular corporate dollar debt, has been holding up better uh, in this environment, but none of them are doing particularly well. So outside of the emerging market space, one thing to note is Italy had a good week on the equity side, uh, but a much less good week on the fixed income side, because, of course, we're all now thinking about the upcoming Italian referendum, a lot of possibilities of what could happen. Of course, it all depends on the vote. Is it a win for the constitutional reform that Renzi's proposed? Is it a loss but not a big loss, or is it a loss with a big vote against Renzi? Because if it's a loss and it's a big loss, greater likelihood that Renzi resigns. 
Um, but if it's a loss but not too dramatic, uh, he could still re- resign, but you then perhaps would see a technocratic government formed and attempt to kind of keep things moving along until the next election uh, in 2018 as opposed to calling something sooner and all the uncertainty that would surround that with the possibility of the five-star movement getting a majority in parliament or at least having the, the biggest share and what that would suggest about kind of all the broad populist concerns, anti-Euro concerns we've had within the EU since the Brexit vote and something that we're going to be thinking about through next year without doubt. So the last thing I want to mention before signing off is it actually is a pretty significant week in terms of economic data coming up. Uh, Italy consumer confidence on Monday, normally not necessarily a big data point for the markets, but probably perhaps more so given the referendum. Update for U.S. GDP. Uh, probably more importantly, China manufacturing PMIs are coming out, so that's always something that the market's paying attention to, especially now that we are worried or at least thinking that the Chinese government is trying to slow down the property market, so is manufacturing going to be able to hold up in that type of environment? And, of course, the big number, U.S. non-farm payrolls on Friday. Though, honestly, at this point, it probably isn't going to matter too much unless it's just way off the rails. Uh, the Fed's likely to hike in December and it's really the questions of what kind of tone to give along with the hike, but how they see things developing in 2017. So that's it for me this week. Thank you for uh, listening, and look out for our next edition of Market Breakfast, Market Breakfast in our podcast series. Thanks again for tuning in. This podcast presentation is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Investment Partners or any affiliate. The information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.